Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 29, which we are recording on Thursday, February 7th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing today? Well, I started to tell Gail about this sweater right before we started recording. And I said, wait, wait, I'll tell you about it when we record. (laughs) Turn on the microphone. (laughs) I will tell you all about it now. This sweater surprisingly enough i've been wearing a lot this season and when i before gail got here looked it up tried to look it up in ravelry to get some details about the pattern i realized that my project which dates to pre-ravelry knitting times was not i had never entered it into my ravelry projects so this pattern was originally released Back in January of 2004, it is called the Ribby Cardi by Bon Marie Burns. And I actually own the printed pattern somewhere. <laughs> I remember purchasing a printed copy of the pattern. So it is, you know, yeah. back pre iPad days, pre Ravelry days. I have the printed Ribby Pulley pattern <laughs> still. Yeah. I might have the printed Ribby Pulley too, now yep. that you mention it. I've knit that one as well, but this one is the cardigan. It has a zip front and it is a raglan shaped, it's kind of almost like, a, not necessarily a sweatshirt. It's, but it kind of reminds me of the casualness of a sweatshirt, but yeah. it's obviously more stylish yeah, than a sweatshirt. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it is knit in pieces, flat and seamed. And I believe she has different collar finishing options on it too. And as I said, I knit mine pre-Ravelry. I probably knit it that year that the pattern was released because I remember it being released. And I also remember Bon Marie Burns at one time having a free pattern of this sweater available on her blog, which was knit in one piece. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which looking back on it, I'm not sure why she then released it in pieces because, as I mentioned, it is raglan shaping to the sleeves. So it seems like it would be very easily done, knit in the round, knit top down. Perhaps she had a reason for wanting seams on the raglan shaping. I don't know. I would like to knit this one again based on the fact how much I have worn it this season and how much my sweater is currently pilled. (laughs) Well, you know what's interesting? So this is two podcasts in a row and I have to bow down to you that you have been wearing a sweater. I think last episode it was from 2004 as well. It was Audrey. Yeah, Yeah. also knit in pieces with raglan shaping. With raglan shaping. I guess that's what I knit back then. (laughs) But but that's pretty cool that these are sweaters you knit nine years ago that are still in your fashion wardrobe yes i mean that's really cool and i will admit that they were tucked away for both of them were tucked away for a few years that probably makes them even more exciting yeah yeah. and recently discovered or recently resurrected this year i this one i've i generally wear every year more so than the audrey the audrey was definitely pulled out again out of deep storage this one has never gone into deep deep storage because 
It's black. I should mention that I knit it in black. I believe the yarn is Cascade 220. So it's a basic yarn. It's held up fairly well, but as I mentioned, it, it does have a lot of pills right now because I have not done any pill removal maintenance to it. It is not that pilled up for a nine-year-old sweater. It's not? Oh, okay. there are pills on it, yeah, <laughs> but for a nine-year-old sweater. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, I, I started to feel a little ratty. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting here, instead of knitting, I'm pulling pills. Yeah, she has sweater. a little pile of pill fuzz in front of her. But as I mentioned, the yarn is a basic, so it's something that has held up well over the years. And I have probably pulled this sweater out every year to wear. Just not a lot, as or as much as I've worn it this year. This year I have actually, in a sense, rediscovered it and worn it a lot. So I'm very happy because it is a classic style. What did yeah, you say? It's I very classic. Absolutely. I think it's I agree, yeah. kind of timeless. Yeah. Not, not. It's just that simple. It's all over ribbed. Oh, yes. And Thank it you. is just a simple raglan shaping with a zip up collar. It's yeah. it's the same style you've seen forever. So it does make it timeless, which is why even nine years ago it was in style then and you can wear it now and feel stylish now. Yeah. And when she released the pattern, here's the one of the pattern pictures. It she had knit the model or the sample with two colors. So the body was knit in one color and the sleeves were knit in another color, kind of like a baseball jersey. Yeah, it kind I of guess that's yeah. what she would call that style. So it it can be really casual. Mine again is knit in black, one of the very few sweaters I have ever knit in black, and that probably helps add to the timelessness of it. Perhaps if I had knitted in two colors, it would feel a little dated now. I'm not sure, but I would like to knit another one if I could figure out how to do it in one piece. <laughs> It wouldn't be that hard. It wouldn't be that yeah. hard, no. I don't know if I'd want to knit it in pieces. It's doable. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and you are also wearing... Oh, I'm also wearing a cowl. My cowl from Julia Trice, the pattern from Julia Trice, the Zuka cowl in this shocking pink Flora Rose Madeline Tosh yarn. So I've got a black sweater, a hot pink cowl, and it's just starting to rain outside, and I'm cozy. Yeah, and it, it, they work perfectly together. They, yeah, they do. The all-over rib of the sweater with the all-over vertical cables yeah. on the cowl yeah. really actually yeah. complement one another. And, of course, the colors complement Yeah, the colors look great together. Of so, course. I love them. So, Gail, what are you wearing? What's this beautiful sweater? I finally get to tell you. <laughs> it's my test knit. So... My test knit, the design is by Hohi Locatelli, and the name of the pattern is Neon, as in neon pink. She just released the pattern today, again, Thursday, February 7th, so it is live on Ravelry. I believe it's a $6 download, but I did not verify that. That's the standard price of her sweaters, though. I love it. I knit mine in Madeline Tosh MCN Blend, which is Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend, sport weight yarn in the coquette colorway which is the lovely pink tonal color and the pattern itself calls for i believe dk weight yarn charlene's pulling it up right now so it is six dollars in us dollars on ravelry right and there are currently 
sweater kits available with yarn from the Plucky Knitter. Hohe did a a kit with Sarah from the Plucky Knitter, but of course you can also buy the pattern individually. You do not have to purchase the kit. So back to the sweater. It is knit in what's called a tulle stitch, which is an all-over lace that kind of looks like a basket weave to me. So it's an open lace design, which I love. It is top down and the sleeves are the contiguous sleeves, which are knit from the top down in one piece. So there is no seaming in the sweater. And what else can I tell you? You do pick up for button bands on the front. You do pick up at the neck to knit a little neck band. Hers is knit in stockinette, so it rolls a little bit. I did mine in ribbing instead. Oh, I see. I was yeah, looking so at the picture different. and yeah. I was trying to see your neckline because it was under your hair. And yeah. I didn't think it was the same. I thought maybe it was an applied I-cord edge. It looks but it's like just an rolled. I-cord because it rolls, yeah, right? Okay. But it is actually stockinette, just a few rows of stockinette. Okay. And it is a button front cardigan. So... Um, at right now, I'm wearing it open. It's really, I think, versatile in terms of styling. Right now, I'm wearing it with a pair of jeggings and Ugg boots and a black t-shirt open over that, and it feels very appropriate worn that way. It also looks fabulous with skirts. <laughs> so it could be paired with skirts for work or skirts for going out or, you know, mix and match. I just think it's really versatile. It doesn't have the feeling of, oh, I can only wear it casually, or, right. oh, it's too fancy Absolutely. to wear casually. Yeah. It's yeah. very versatile, styling-wise. And let's see, what else can I tell you? I think I used about four and a half skeins of yarn, which I think I want to say it was around 900 yards. Charlene's looking at my project for me so that I can answer accurately. But love the sweater i really love it like oh 1125 1125 skeins sorry about that so the lace pattern actually does eat up quite a bit of yarn but it was really fun to knit and hohi's pattern again very well written very clearly written and she gives very specific instructions so that you can successfully do all of the increasing for the um <laughs> sleeves that crinkling um boo kitty is in my yarn bag next to me oh he <laughs> saw my yarn sticking out and anyways <laughs> sidetrack we heard yes. all the crinkling and didn't know what it was <laughs> the so the tool pattern does eat up a bit of yarn but the overall effect i think is just beautiful it reminds me of laika oh, to does. a certain degree yes it does but i personally thicker yarn <laughs> thicker yarn yeah <clears throat> and I think it was easier to knit than Laika huh. because Laika, you had all of the increases and decreases going on in yeah. the lace pattern, yeah. which for me personally was difficult. This one, <clears throat> any increases and decreases are really easy because just the way Hohe describes them makes them easy to do. And it's a four stitch repeat, so it's really easy. And a Laika was only a four stitch repeat too, but it seemed more difficult to keep mm -hmm. the pattern going with Laika mm -hmm. because here you don't see big big lines of stockinette no, at don't. the seams you like really you do don't. in Laika yeah. so and there is a line of stockinette on the underside of the sleeves because there's of course a lot of shaping that goes on in the sleeves which looks appropriate yeah it, it looks, looks good like a seam 
And so I it believe looks appropriate. is there a stripe? Yeah, there's a yeah. stripe of stocking it, yeah. stocking it down the yeah. sides Which of the waist too. Is, is standard. Yeah, perfect so. for your seam. So. so I highly, highly recommend the pattern. It was really <laughs> a fun knit. I really love the end result. I wouldn't call this a beginner pattern. <clears throat> it's not difficult lace, but the knitting the sleeves to me was sl somewhat challenging. Because the tool pattern, you knit the body flat back and forth because it's a cardigan, but you knit the sleeves in the round. And that was a little more challenging for me to do the tool stitch in the round. It just it was a little mm. bit more time consuming. And if as a beginning sweater knitter, if you don't have a lot of patience, it might get a little frustrating. I found one of the things that really helped me with my sleeves was getting sharper tipped needles. Oh. So that really helped me be able to do the tool stitch in the round much more successfully. Now, did you do your sleeves on short circulars? Yes, I did. You did. Okay. Yeah. The test knitters, we had a lot of email exchange going on about how people were doing their mm -hmm. sleeves. People were, for example, knitting them inside out so that they could be purling instead of knitting because the tool mm. stitch is actually easier <clears throat> when you purl, purling purl. back is when you mm -hmm. do most of the tool stitch work. Mm -hmm. So some people were trying that, but then some people's gauge is different when they purl right. versus when they knit. Right. So they were finding their sleeves weren't fitting the way they wanted. So people were trying That's good. People uh, were double pointed needles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The test knitters That's were great. really, really astute and trying very hard to follow the pattern to make sure that they ended up being examples of the pattern for other knitters right. who wanted to knit it as right. opposed to That's adding great. a bunch of modifications so you couldn't really look at them as examples. Yeah. So that is, again, the Neon Cardigan by Hohi Locatelli, now available on Ravelry, and I love it. So that's what I'm wearing. What are you stalking lately? <laughs> well, it's a really good introduction into what I'm stalking because what I'm stalking <laughs> <laughs> is... Two more Hohi Locatelli patterns, which we have talked about here before. And okay, I, I have to stop you, and sorry to interrupt you, but I have to for a moment because I emailed Hohi this morning to ask if we could, if I could talk about Neon on the podcast because I wasn't sure it was oh, going to be right, released. Right. So I wanted her permission, and she said yes, and she said she didn't want people to think that she was hijacking our podcast. <laughs> it has nothing to do with her personally, other than Charlene and I both kind of have a crush on her design-wise. Right. So you're going to hear a lot about her in this episode, but it's not, she hasn't sponsored us in right. any way. So sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to make well, that clear. I'll, I'll change the focus a little bit and just bring no the focus onto my yarn because the yarn is what, I am actually stalking and looking at, and it is four skeins that I have of Tosh Merino Light in the William Morris colorway. Mm. And I have had this in my stash for several months now. And so I am looking for the perfect sweater for this yarn. And two of them, very different styles. One is Meridian and the other is Boxy. And the Meridian sweater is kind of a jacket style <clears throat> with a it's knit with a circular what do you call the circular body so that the bottom kind of flares out and people photograph themselves kind of swirling with the bottom swirling out around them it's very feminine and very graceful and then the boxy sweater very different it's an oversized 
pullover, boxy sweater <laughs> with fitted sleeves, though. So it, it looks a little bit neater than it sounds. The body is oversized, but the sleeves are fitted. It reminds me of Flashdance a little bit. A little bit without the sleevage. Yeah, without it being off the shoulder. Right, right. right. And they both look really cute. They're both really different style-wise, and I would probably wear them very differently. Yeah. And they are two options for my yarn. I can't decide. Well, boxy is a pullover versus Meridian being an open front cardigan. So right. you would definitely style them completely differently. Yeah. And I, of course, I'm leaning towards the cardigan because I feel that that will span more seasons here in Santa Cruz because I can also wear cardigans in the summertime and springtime when it gets warm because we still have very cold days occasionally in the summer and we have cold evenings and we have lots of fog so i would definitely get wear i would probably get wear out of both of them yeah i was going to say boxy <laughs> is a fingering weight sweater so it's not it would be warm of course yes, but it wouldn't be yes. as warm as most of the pullovers right which is recently which is why I, it could span seasons yeah I could layer it in the winter time. I could layer no, I meant, both of them. Yeah, you could work, yeah. layer them both, yeah. So I'm talking myself into both of them, but I only have yarn for one. So that's, that's yeah. Okay, that's I have to happens. throw a total wrench <laughs> in the works and remind you of Walpole. I have thought of that too. Mm -hmm. The only hesitation I have about Walpole is that I wanted to knit Walpole, which is a cardigan by Hannah Fettig. I do still want to knit that one, but I want to knit it in a lighter color than the William Morris. Oh, which is, okay. And, and so I've there are several sweaters, and for this particular color, I've narrowed it down to these two that I think this color would look good. <laughs> I see now. Okay. <laughs> decisions, decisions. And the second sweater, that, or no, third sweater that I'm stocking is one that I've rediscovered in the past couple of weeks because it was originally released in November 2010, in the winter 2010 Twist Collective, and it's called Wingspan, written by Julia Trice. And I was looking at it because I have just knit her Zuka cowl, so as I do, I peruse other patterns right, by designers designer, yeah. that I'm currently knitting. And I do remember liking this sweater a lot when it first came out. I do remember being a little hesitant about it because it took so much yarn. Uh -huh. It uses the Miss Babs Yowza, and it needs three skeins okay. of the Yowza. And I do like the Yowza, but three skeins, uh, a little cost prohibitive for me for three yeah. skeins for well, a sweater. And Yowza is, I think they're, what, 525-yard skeins? Yeah. So a, if you're buying Miss Babs Yowza, what a skein and it takes even a little more than two, well, then you have to buy three versus right, other right. yarns that come in a smaller... Right, but this one uses most oh, of that, three. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. for the three skein sizes, it needs 14, 30, 15, 10, wow. 16, 60 yards. So I think those cables just eat up yeah, a lot of yarn. Yeah, describe the sweater a little bit. We're looking at the picture on Ravelry, so... It is an Aaron weight cowl neck pullover, somewhat oversized, long sleeved, positive ease turtleneck. And the thing that really catches my interest is that it is knit sideways. It is knit side to side from the tip of one sleeve, up the sleeve, and then down the other. And I believe that 
uh, you knit across the cable section and probably the bottom part has ribbing, very loose fitting ribbing, but I think that is probably knit down or up. I'm not sure. I don't have the pattern yet, so I can't tell you for sure, but I'm stocking it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> it is very pretty. Now are there, there are cables on the sleeves as well. Yeah. So again, that would, that would account for, for a lot the of the yarn. Yeah. yeah. And it's really pretty and it, looks like it would be super heavy and super warm so it may not be something that i get to this year but it was nice to put it to rediscover it and somewhat put it back on my radar having liked it originally when it was released it's a really cute little pattern the pattern picture is in a bright bright blue yeah and the model is ice, ice skating yeah. <laughs> she's on a white background it looks very cute and yep. warm so we'll see. I've thought of substituting another yarn, and that's a possibility. So. Well, and of course, we love Julia's patterns, too. We have a designer's yeah. crush on Julia, too. She is Mind of Winter Designs on Ravelry. Although this, I'm sure this is listed on her pattern pages, but it's a twist collective design. Right, so right. it wouldn't be listed as Mind of Winter Designs. Right. That's true. And what are you stocking, Joe? Okay. First of all, I am doing general stocking of vendors who will be at Stitches West, oh, which is smart, this smart, month. Smart. So they released the vendor list finally. And I did do some research about different vendors I for sure want to see. And, you know, just a little bit of general snooping around websites to see, oh, well, what does this vendor sell? What might I be interested in, etc. So that's been fun, just general stocking. Mm -hmm. Now, two specific things I am stocking, though yesterday you know how every once in a while you see something in real life and it's just like you've been bitten by that bug yes and you must immediately find something similar <laughs> yes well charlene and i have mentioned in several episodes now how here at least in santa cruz cowls have been everywhere yes and yesterday it wasn't even very cold in the daytime however at my son's science fair a mother walked by me wearing the most beautiful crocheted mega cowl oh. and it was one of those things where she walked past me and i was staring at her cowl <laughs> and watching her go by and my eyes were big and bright and all through my head i was thinking oh i have to go home on ravelry and look up that you know look for a pattern and oh my gosh do i have did a stash you, yard did you ask her she i did it? not oh. i did not and she probably thought i was a freak because of the way <laughs> i was staring at her actually she probably didn't notice i wasn't that obvious but I did indeed go home and later in the day look at Ravelry and I found a pattern called Chunky Circle Scarf, which is by Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-I, People Webs is the name next to her name in parentheses, so I'm not sure if that's her design name or whatever. However, super cute cowl that is knit in either worsted two strands held together or bulky i don't think i have yarn and stash to pull it off is the problem i do have <laughs> oh some... such a problem <laughs> I, well but i really was like you know how you just got it i would have yeah. cast on yesterday yeah. if i had had yarn and stash uh, it was one of those it really struck me as right. being absolutely gorgeous right. and it That's reminded neat. me when i was living in france i was taking a class a french speaking class with a bunch of young 20-something-year-olds. And one of the young girls had on a scarf 
It was a triangle scarf just when it was becoming stylish to wear triangular scarves in a bandit style where oh, the triangle the point, point is down your chest. Front. Yeah. She was wearing hers like that and it was crocheted and I loved it. And I remember that was just in the, the early phases of Ravelry and I had gone home and tried to find a pattern and I ended up knitting, or I'm sorry, crocheting a scarf similar to it that I loved, loved, loved. And then I ended up gifting it to someone before I left France so that it wasn't taking up valuable space in the suitcases. However, it reminded me yesterday, oh, maybe I should re-crochet that that shawl because I haven't crocheted in a really long time and it goes so quickly. I mean, you could crochet a cowl like that in such a short period of time compared to knitting it. So... There you go. I was struck by the crocheted cow bug yesterday, <laughs> and we'll see how that pans out. I could, it could be a fickle syndrome where I no longer a have interest. Phase, exactly. Within we'll 48 <laughs> hours, or next time you hear from me, maybe you I might have started one. on one. <laughs> and the last thing I am stalking is the Twice Born Shawl, which is by the designer Magdalena Kubalek, who is female dragon designs on Ravelry. She has really great mostly striped shawls which often have stripes with short row shaping so they aren't it's not like a color affection shawl where it's stripe 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 it's more like the pendulum shawl i knit where the stripes are a varying thickness and kind of wedge shaped and have more variation to them you might Mm -hmm. say and I've been looking at this shawl for a very long time, and I think I have the stash yarn to do it. Oh. So it's moving up on my interest radar, mm-hmm. but we will see. <laughs> I, You'll hear in a moment, I just finished a shawl, so I'm not super eager to cast one on immediately, oh, okay. but it definitely has had my attention for a while, and yeah. I wanted to mention it as something I'm stalking. All right. So there we go. And what are you knitting? Well... I am still working on my Tangled Yoke cardigan, which is my entry for the self-indulgent knit-along. I had previously finished the body and then put it aside because I thought that something knitting on the sleeves I thought was bothering my arms. And I recently put the sleeves onto double points, and I finished the first sleeve knitting on double points, and that didn't. You seem already to finished bother. one of them. I finished one sleeve. This oh. is my second sleeve. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm way behind. <laughs> <laughs> so knitting on the double points doesn't seem to bother me. So that's I'm awesome. back to knitting on double points now. Interesting. Yeah, that's why I asked if you had oh. knit yours on the short circulars because I have right. a couple short circulars and. Like I said, I don't really know if that's the issue. It might be. But I seem to be doing just fine on double points. Good. So that's I'm great news. happy with this. And I, I tweeted the other day that I had pulled out the size that I needed, but I could only find four needles. I, I suspect one of them have broken oh. at some point. So I'm actually using one needle that's smaller. But Elizabeth Zimmerman says I can do that. As yeah, someone I've reminded me, yeah. <laughs> one somewhat somebody on Twitter tweeted back to me and said, "Elizabeth Zimmerman says you can do that." So I'm doing it, and it's working out just fine. Feels good. And to describe that, what we mean is, if you have a set of double pointed needles and you're missing one, you can substitute in one needle 
of a slightly different size and because those needles move around <laughs> it doesn't affect your overall gauge to knit with one slightly different size right. double pointed needle and in my case it's a smaller size and for me for this sleeve a set it happens to be five some people can knit with a set of four but on this because i want to make sure that i'm not getting any laddering which for me is easier with a set of five needles i put in the one slightly off-sized needle and it's, it's working fine. that's it's working excellent. fine so that's it for my tangled yoke the second thing that i am well actually not really working on but did start is the forest floor hat by alana dacos and gail mentioned last episode that alana had asked us to review her upcoming book which we will do i believe in march yes is when she wanted that. And, yay i love the book <laughs> and I so love it. alana had sent us a preview copy to look at in case we wanted to try out one of the patterns or read through the patterns just so that we could speak intelligently about them and actually so i actually cast on for one of the hats and i'm i was showing gail i don't have a lot to show for it yet so far i just have ribbing so not much to say about that but i'm looking forward to a finished hat <laughs> let's see i cast that on just this past weekend yeah that's it oh and then the other thing i wanted to mention was that it's not knitting it's unknitting i did start ripping <laughs> out my cascade pastaza sweater yep so i think i'm maybe a little more than halfway there i'm not really sure i have to weigh what i have and figure it out but this sweater was one that i had knit years and years and years ago i think i talked about it on a previous episode i think I? you did i might have circa 2004 pre-ravelry when i went to rip it out just like the sweater i'm wearing today i realized i had never entered it into ravelry so i hastily took a picture <laughs> of it before i ripped it oh that was smart yeah took a picture of it posted it as a fo and then rip started ripping <laughs> now have you swatched for lemongrass with that yet a little bit yeah i took some of the yarn i did the yarn that i ripped i got really tired of ripping so i ended up washing and drying and reskeining the yarn that I had ripped already. And if I recall correctly, I think it's about 700 yards. And the yarn's going to work fine. Good. I think that Good. it has it bloomed a lot because it's, it's pretty chunky yarn. And the pattern calls for pretty chunky yarn. So I think it'll work good provided I actually have enough. It, which right. I was telling Gail, I need to go back and weigh what I have left just to make sure. But I weighed the whole sweater before, and I, for some reason I thought it was enough. So I just need to go back and do the maths. Well, you still have a hood to rip, right? I still and have hoods, a hood, and I think yardage, two fronts. Oh, two fronts. oh, you have yeah. a lot left to go. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> so you should have plenty of yarn. I should have plenty. It's just those pieces are the most complicated to rip, which is why they're the last. Yeah, <laughs> got it. So that is what I have been working on and knitting. What about you? Okay, I am also working actively and almost monogamously on my knit-along entry, the Ar Aranya sweater. Hopefully <laughs> I finally said that right. I think you did. Which is by Ann Weaver, and I have it in my hands right now. The lower body, I think I have about an inch or maybe an inch and a half left to go 
before I set it aside to do the sleeves and then it's bottom up so then you join the body with the sleeves and knit upward to finish the color work yoke so I have a lot of work left because then I still have to steek and do the button bands etc mm -hmm. a lot of work left to go so I'm going to be focusing somewhat monogamously on this sweater to make sure I meet our March 10th deadline <laughs> yeah Kayla and I, well I was saying that I don't know if I'm going to actually finish my sweater on time. We shall see. We will. <laughs> We're determined. So I'm really enjoying that. This is, again, is the Madeline Tosh MCN Sport in Coquette, which is exactly what I knit my neon with. So it kind of was boring me to be knitting two sweaters, two sweaters. in the same yeah. base and color. So yeah. it was a nice break, actually, to finish neon, set this aside for a while, and then pick it back up again. I also am knitting the cowl neck vest again. So I oh, knit this last year. Charlene and I both knit a version of this last year. And last week I just got this wild hair that I had <laughs> to have a simple stockinette sweater on the needles. And Oranya would have qualified, but I was at the point where I wasn't certain if I had done enough decreases and was oh. ready to start increasing. And I had to start teaching an online class and I didn't have time to do the measurements and everything. So I just whipped out a skein of yarn and cast on for my second cow neck vest, which is by Cecily Glowick McDonald. And it is from the Knit Red book we have discussed many times on the podcast. And I'm knitting my second one in Madeline Tosh Aran yarn in the fragrant colorway, which mm. is pink with brown undertones to it and love it. I'm super, <laughs> super, super happy with the progress on that. It's a top down with a very big cowl neck at the top, short cap sleeves, some waist shaping, and then it hits, what about hip height probably? Yeah, yeah. And it has sewn on pockets at the end. So I have finished the cowl and I'm about three quarters of the way through the raglan shaping before I separate for the sleeves. So I've made considerable progress yeah. on it. It's and a really quick knit. It's a quick knit and it's a really fun sweater to wear because it has a the attached cowl. Which, yeah. Like I'm wearing two pieces today. I'm wearing a sweater and a cowl. So when it's cold, it feels really nice to have the built-in cowl. <laughs> it does. It's, it's, just so, it's a very snuggly sweater. Yeah. So those are my two sweaters on the needles. And as Charlene has cast on a hat from Alana's new book, which is called botanical knits it's a collection of 12 patterns i believe and i think if you purchase her hard copy version you also get a 13th pattern as a bonus if i remember hmm. correctly i cast on the pressed leaves beret it is beautiful it is knit from the bottom up with a twisted rib brim which is beautiful the way mm -hmm. it pops. I love twisted ribs. And then you work on a leaf motif using twisted stitches that as you knit, these leaves just grow out of the pattern and it's beautiful. I love it. I'm about probably three quarters of the way through because I'm not too far off from where you start to decrease towards wow. the crown. I didn't realize you were that far along. Yeah. I've you been, got a lot farther than I did. <laughs> I've been cruising on it pretty well because, one, I love the pattern. It is not mindless knitting because every row is different, of course, because of the, or every round, I should say. It's knitting the round. Every round is different because of the patterning for the leaves. 
it's not difficult. It mm -hmm. just requires you to pay, pay some type of attention. Yeah. So I'm watching like background TV and, you know, TV that doesn't require you to really pay attention mm -hmm. to it. And I am knitting that in a skein of yarn that was gifted to me totally unexpectedly by my friend Sarah, who lives in the UK. She is a spell of winter on Ravelry. She sent me a skein of Solstice Yarns Sea Fay Sport Base in, oh, I just forgot the colorway. It's a gorgeous reddish pink, gorgeous merino silk blend. Perfect weight and color and content base for this hat. I love it. It glows. It's just so, so pretty. So thank you so much, Sarah, for this gorgeous skein of yarn. Thank you so much, Alana, for having us review your book and sending us the copy. And my designer crush is going to be shifting a little bit from Hohi to Alana because not only am I knitting right now the Press Sleeves Beret, she has another pattern in her book that I would be knitting right now if it wasn't, if there wasn't a deadline for our <laughs> self-indulgent knit along. I would have already cast on for her Autumn's End sweater, which is a pullover, all over lace, long sleeve. Oh, it okay. is I beautiful. That one. It's so pretty. And I have yarn in my stash that will work oh. for it. And bonus i and the yarn is already wound up in balls and it was all <laughs> i could do last week to not cast on for it oh, wow. but i told myself no you have to finish aranya first and then go to town because it would have been my dream to show up at stitches west where wearing Alana a will brand be new sweater <laughs> wearing her sweater and her beret but i'm not going to be able to pull off the sweater so super excited about the book you if if you are a knitter who likes leaves and or any type of plant motif in your knits you're gonna love this book. i am i've I, always loved yeah leaves. pretty much every one of the patterns has some type of plant related motif yeah. in it Botanical. that is just yeah. they're really they're really well placed they aren't overwhelming in any of the patterns they're almost whimsically done and Again, I'm just thrilled with the whole entire book. I don't want to knit all 12 necessarily, <laughs> but over half of them I would like to knit. And it's funny because Charlene and I have different ones that we want to knit. Right. So right, once again, it's right. going to be one of those, you know, between the two of us, we will probably end up knitting the majority of the patterns, Yeah. but we'll be knitting different patterns yes. from the book. Yes, I agree. I think so. So that's my newest designer crush, Alana Dacos. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. All right, so what have you finished have since the I last episode? Finished? I have only finished one thing, and that is the Arbutus Cowl by Jane Richmond. Yay! It is a cowl that is knit in the round with three rings, I guess three rungs. Tears. Tears. Rings, tears, however you, you'd want to say it when... You picture the cowl that goes around your neck. The back is all one piece. And then when it comes to the front, the front is broken down into three pieces. And each of those three tiers has little pearl rungs on it. So it looks like little loops around your neck. It's very, very, I don't know. What's the word? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's it is beautiful, but it's very architectural. There that's, you go. That's, that's what I'm to trying to say. It. Yeah. I do like it a lot. I made one for my mom for her birthday this past week. 
and I decided to make it on a whim and I had a time deadline because I was going to visit my parents this past weekend, check in on them. And so I used some yarn that I had in my stash, which happened to be alpaca socks from Classic Elite. And it is not the right weight, but I did have the exact yardage if I held it doubled. So I held it doubled, started my cow, and proceeded to make several mistakes as I was knitting it. I was telling Gail I needed to rip back, I think, both of the first tiers, the last few rows, because I made one tier. I think I forgot to pick up some wraps. There are some short row wraps. And one tier... You forgot to do the pearled round or something. I think I made it the wrong size. Yeah. Something like that. It was a fun knit. I didn't make it exactly the way that the patterns called for because even though I had the exact yardage, I did run short. So my rungs, each rung is supposed to get progressively larger in diameter and height. So even though my rungs got progressively larger in diameter, they did not always get progressively larger in height because I was saving yarn so that the bottom rung was at least the same size as the secondary rung so that it, it, the bottom mm-hmm. rung would not end right. up super skinny, which I thought would not look good. And somehow, just winging it, I ended up with about a foot of yarn left after wow, I found off. well done. That was really knitting by the seat of my pants yeah. kind of thing. It it worked out. The cowl came out great. My mom liked it. I Yay. made her promise to wear it because I'm always afraid that when I give my mom things, she's going to put them away and save them. But I said, Mom, you must wear this. And she said she would. Good. So I'm very happy with that. I would like to make another. When I... I always say that about things that you I do. like. That I, I want to make another. But... I was torn. Gail came in to the shop one day and I was torn about picking up a skein of Madeline Tosh and starting over and using the called for yarn. Not that I didn't like what I had done, but because I just felt like, oh, maybe I should do something better. It turns out that it was a really good idea that I didn't do that because I wouldn't have had time from that day on to finish it. I, I barely finished it in time. So it's all good. So that's why I think I, I have that desire to make another, because I would like to make it in the Madeline Tosh DK or something with a heavier weight, just to try it out. Very nice pattern. I would recommend it. There were a lot of people that report that they had trouble with hiding their wraps. Yeah. And I would agree that my wraps were more obvious on the pearl side than they were on the knit side. And as long, but as long as I remembered to pick them up, they weren't as obvious. Now I didn't so. really like the way mine mine looked in mine, but I determined when you put it on, it collapses down right. onto your neck, right? And you don't, and see, you don't them. see it, so I you decided don't. not to stress yeah. out about it. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I think the way the piece is worn. It's a little forgiving. Yes. So Good when you're knitting it. it, you might notice a little gapping there. You can always go in and cinch it up later with a piece of scrap yarn. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. But it's the way it's worn, like I said, 
it's forgiving. Yep. So that's the only thing I've finished. And you? I know we're mispronouncing that too. Thank you to everyone who sent us pronunciation oh. corrections. We didn't Arbutus, re- review those. Arbutus. Or Ar- Arbutus. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There. So it, there have been several different pronunciations. I think it's probably pronounced different ways geographically where you are in the country. Probably different communities maybe. pronounce it differently. Yeah. It so. is a tree apparently yes. that grows in the upper west coast of it's probably in canada as well east did you say west west coast i thought i thought it grew in washington oh, state oh, and oh okay maybe i'm, I'm completely sure. wrong i could no have... i'm not i okay. didn't again it's I a tree didn't look it up so <laughs> <laughs> it's a tree i won't say more than that i didn't look it up so whatever you say it's probably good <laughs> What have you finished, Gail? <laughs> I have finished two things since the last podcast. I finished my lemongrass pullover, which oh, is yay. quick, quick recap. It's another Hohi Locatelli pattern. I spoke at great length about it in our last episode. So I'm just going to recap that it is a top-down raglan pullover that is meant to be worn with a lot of positive ease, has a basket weave cable down the front and then it is knit so that the front and back are not connected along the sides of your body, except for by buttonholes and buttons. So I did some modifications in mine, and I've had a lot of questions on Ravelry. So what I'd like to do is just let you know specifically what modifications I did. First, I knit the sleeves longer than the pattern states because I love having that warm, cozy, long cuff sleeve over yeah, my I hands. Do too. <laughs> I love it. So that's one thing I did. I also knit the body pieces longer than the pattern calls for. In the pattern, ho, he says to start the decreasing because the front and back pieces have a scalloped, not scalloped, but a scooped type of bottom, so they're curved along the sides. She says to knit the body 10 inches long and then start those decreases. And she says in the pattern, if you want it to be longer, keep knitting. Mm -hmm. Well, I knit approximately 16 inches before I started those. Yeah, I added a lot. So I wanted it to be tunic length. It's actually even a teeny bit longer Mm -hmm. than I needed to knit it, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. So that is how I added length. A lot of people have said on Ravelry that they didn't think the boxy look of it would be flattering, but they really like it in the tunic length the way I did it. And that's Mm. because I too don't think the boxy look would have been very attractive on me. So that is why I added that modification. And I also seamed the sides. So as I said, in the pattern, you don't, attach the sides together along the sides of your waist. You pick up stitches and knit ribbing along the front and along the back that goes all the way around from your underarms around the bottom and up to your other underarm. And one side you knit button holes and then the other side you knit buttons onto it and you button it down the sides of your body. I didn't want to flash people because (laughs) I figured with mine being as long as it was, the buttons weren't really going to be very effective. So I actually sewed down the sides. I seamed them together down about a little past my hips. And then I sewed my buttons on for looks. For looks, yeah. Yeah. So they are just applied buttons just because I thought they looked good that way. Right. So that's how I modified lemongrass. I am really, really happy with it. 
I must say it is not the most flattering sweater on me, but it is so darn comfortable and warm and cozy and just delightful. I don't really care if my <laughs> little belly bump shows. I mean, you'll see in the pictures, it's just not that. It's not like you're going to go, ooh, Kayla, you look so good in that <laughs> in terms of, you know, it being flattering. But it looks comfy. It's really comfy. It's the sweater color is just amazing. It's Madeline Tosh Aaron yarn in the Fathom colorway, which is the most incredible blue color. I, I will acquire more Fathom in my future. We've seen it live and in person at the Swift Stitch in the vintage base. And it is equally amazing in Erin. So that's finished item number one. So I have to ask you though, before you knit lemongrass, you were very worried that you wouldn't wear yep. that design. So you have been wearing it. So. Well, it hasn't been cold enough to wear it Oh, much because yeah. it is very very warm yeah and what i've found that i've done is i will put it on in the morning and then oh, end up taking yeah. it off later yeah. in the A day layering piece exactly yeah. yeah and someone did comment in i think it was our thread maybe it was the madeline tosh thread about hearing me say i wasn't sure if i would wear it mm -hmm. so yes thank you for bringing that up charlene <laughs> i will wear it i don't know if i would have worn it in a boxy style uh -huh. because with the tunic length i can wear it over anything right i think with the right. boxy fit i would have felt like i had to wear it with a certain type of bottom and right. then that would have made it more limited right. in versatility for my wardrobe so, yes, I think I will wear it. Yay! Because I really love the way it feels on. Yay. The second item I've finished is, again, Hohi. It is her autumn blush shawl, which I was knitting on the last episode. I used Miss Babs yarn in her Heartland worsted base in the Tulipa colorway, which is a very muted purple. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's really, really pretty. It's is an interesting knit that you do in sections and i had to pay close attention on sections one two and three and the last three corresponding sections because it's knit from side to side there are short rows to make it a curved i don't it's not a c-shaped no it's more like a a crescent a, a shallow crescent yeah. shallow shallow crescent yeah very slightly and it has double seed stitch on one side and ribs on the other side. So down at the bottom of the shawl where it slightly curves is all double seed. And then up higher around your shoulders is vertical ribbing. And there are twisted stitches to separate those and cute little, it's not fringe at the bottom. They are little I don't want to call them danglies because that sounds silly. <laughs> bobbles, bobbles, that's the word. And it's just really, really pretty. It's very squishy and delightful in this yarn. I am very excited about getting more of this base. I really enjoyed it. And the only modifications I did to the shawl, in her pattern, Hohi describes that you can add length by doing extra sections. And her instructions are very clear, so I did an extra repeat in sections four and six, and I'm really glad I did. I ended up with a little tiny handful of yarn left out of my two skeins. Mm. Otherwise, I would have ended up with quite a bit of yarn left <laughs> and a shorter oh, shawl. So yeah. I'm glad I made the decision to do that. 
And once again, excellent pattern, very clearly written. She actually writes out every single row in the pattern. So it is several pages long, but crystal clear. There is no ambiguity about how you do any part of the shawl. So I appreciated that. It made it, I like I said, I did have to pay attention in several of the sections because every row is different. But then when you get to the longer sections that make up most of the body of the shawl, you don't really have to pay as much attention. So double thumbs up on that. And those were my two finished objects. Yay. So we do want to do a brief knit along update. Yay, thank you so much <laughs> for all of you who are involved. It is so much fun. As of this morning, there are 55 finished projects and wow. it is only February 7th. So we have what, one month and a few days left yeah. to go. So I am so impressed. You guys are amazing with your knitting skills. Not super, kidding. super beautiful stuff. I was contacted by Tammy of Candy Skein Yarn and her donation as a prize, she wants to donate a skein of her Juicy Sports Base in the color preference of whoever wins it. So mm. basically you're gonna get to visit her shop site pick out the colorway and she will send it to you. So very exciting. Thank you again, Tammy, so much for the great prize donation and for the discount you offered us through the end of January. I did splurge and I bought two skeins <laughs> last week right before her, her discount coupon ended. I got two more skeins of her Juicy Sport in the Brain Freeze colorway and I think it's mulberry. It's the purple colorway. It looks like it could be a mulberry. So pretty. Oh, especially the brain freeze. Just it's really oh, pretty. Oh, I love it. It's just amazing. So that's our knit along update. Thanks so much. Please do remember, try not to post chat comments in the finished objects thread because that does mess up the random number generating. It throws off the total number that you put in when you're pulling for prizes. I really don't like to delete people's posts. I feel like I'm violating some rule by doing that. So I don't want to have to go delete anyone's posts. So please try to remember not to post chat in that thread. The other thread, chat away. We love chatting. Yes, in the we do. <laughs> and another update too, we will be at Stitches West. Oh, thank you for remembering We will that. be yes. there Thursday the 21st. We'll be there all day. The marketplace isn't open until the afternoon that day, and it's only open if you have purchased the full stitches package, meaning you're attending classes and stuff. And it's open that evening, Thursday evening. I don't to think everybody it's... or only to? I think it's open Thursday evening. To everybody? To, ev to everybody who has purchased Correct. the classes. Yes, right. what you were saying. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> regular general public can't attend the marketplace until believe. Friday. Right. And we get to go Thursday because we're helping Kim of Western Sky Knit set up her booth on Thursday. So we have a vendor where we get to go in as vendors and right. we have a press a press pass too. So we'd be able so to go in So if anybody is there on Thursday and wants to stop by Western Sky Knits and say hello, please do. Yeah, we'd be <laughs> delighted to see you. And we will maybe be there on Friday. We're 
We're debating. We're debating. <laughs> if, if Thursday it's so amazing that we have to come back and shop on Friday, we'll be there on Friday. Right. If not, then we won't. But we will, again, be there on Saturday the 23rd. I don't know how early we'll get there. I'm thinking we'll probably get there earlier we'll probably than get the there bar early. date. Yeah. But we have a date in the bar of the hotel, which you just cross the skywalk from the conference center right. over to the bar. Right. And we'll be hanging out in the bar with Barb and Tracy from the Two Knit Lit Chick mm-hmm. podcast, who are awesome. And Erin from the Double Knit podcast, also awesome. I've never <laughs> met her in real life, and I'm super excited to finally meet her. And Allison from the Hollywood Knitter podcast, who I also have not yet met in real life. And it's my guess there will be a lot of other podcast people who you may or may not have heard of. And I hope so many other knitters. This is not podcast specific. This is just a bunch of knitters who happen to also have a podcast (laughs) who are hanging out in the bar. And we hope you come hang out with us. We just want to, we just want to invite you to a casual knit together. Yeah. (laughs) I noticed I never used the words meetup because they rub me the wrong way. That's not mine and Charlene's style at all. We're super informal. We're very casual, very informal. And we just would like, to meet you, see what you're knitting, and, and what you bought. See what you bought. <laughs> <laughs> it's that vicarious living thing, you know. Mm-hmm. We everyone has a limited budget. You can only buy you so buy much. Everything. So, you have to so see. it's so fun yeah. to see what everybody else picks. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that was the full recap on stitches. If you aren't able to go on the Saturday bar hangout. Let us know if there's another day or time you might be there that we may also be there and Mm -hmm. we can arrange something else too because chances are one or both of us will be wearing hot pink. (laughs) I have red hair. She has very dark curly hair. And I think side by side, we're probably pretty easy to spot. (laughs) So feel free to stop us at any time, even if our eyes are completely glazed over and we are so focused on yarn that you think, that's probably when never, we need a break. Yeah, but it might look like no nothing else could penetrate our consciousness because we're so absorbed with the yarn. But we do pay attention to more than just right. yarn. So feel free to interrupt our, our, our reveries and daydreams of yarn. And that's what I wanted to let everybody know. Okay. Did you have any? No. That okay, is I've been it. doing a lot of talking. <laughs> no, okay. I didn't prepare recommendations. <laughs> well, I don't always have them. But you know how sometimes you just... I just like gather things sometimes like, Oh, that's such a good idea. Or that was such a good experience. Or, and when I do, I like to write them down so I can share them with other people next week. I probably won't have it. (laughs) And next week will be our last recording before stitches. Right. Right. So or next episode. Sorry. Thank you. So if (laughs) anyone has any questions about, for example, something you want us to look at, at stitches on your behalf, send us a PM. I mean, we're going to be there. We're going to be looking at every booth. So if there's something you wanted to see or have a question about, we might be able to check it out for you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate that you spent some of your time with us. I am flattered that you do so. (laughs) And I hope you have a great time until our next episode. Yes. Okay. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>